Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. John Neighbors of Locked On Razorbacks podcast talk about Arkansas. Guys, my thought was this. This team sounds a lot like South Carolina. You know what I mean? Like, they've got Rocket Sanders and South Carolina does not, which is the biggest difference. Uh, and I think K.J. Jefferson is a little bit better of a quarterback all the way around than Spencer Rattler. You know, when you factor in K.J. Jefferson's mobility, the dual threat aspect, Spencer Rattler really doesn't have that. Um, but, like, the overall outlooks of the teams and the programs, it feels really similar, to be honest. Like, when he was talking about, you know, for Arkansas fans, if you can, you know, stay at that seven to eight win range and every three, four years get to nine, 10, 11 win, I was like, we have mentioned those same expectations for South Carolina football for, have we not? Like, we really have. So, I wonder, and I guess that brings me to this question, guys. Who would you most compare South Carolina's football program to from the SEC West? Because I've heard Mississippi State before, but I think Arkansas is a really, really good comparison, right? Like, you look at the program, 
And you say to yourself, I mean, there's no reason why this cannot be a big-time program. But you got to have the right coach who's the right fit for that unique situation, that unique place, and that unique job with those unique people. Well, that is Sam Pittman at Arkansas, and that is Shane Beamer at South Carolina. I see those two programs very similarly. You know, it, it feels... And it feels like both are in similar situations where they're trying to, you know, of course, they're on year four of their head coach, South Carolina, on year three with Shane Beamer. Both trying to break through this, this glass ceiling, if you will. Both are very similar. Would you agree? Would you say that Arkansas is the SEC West equivalent of South Carolina? Or would you go someone else, say a Mississippi State, an Ole Miss, an Auburn, et cetera? Uh, let's get into your questions. Austin Hicks brings up something really interesting. He said, what did you think about him saying Trey Knox had a lot of dropped passes? Do you think that was maybe him being salty that he came to South Carolina? Austin, I'll say this, man. You, you got to take the personal bias out of things. So I, I, I did not take it that way. If he was trying to take a shot at South Carolina and me as a Gamecock fan, I missed that because I did not take it that way. And I'll tell you why I didn't take it that way. You look at, you look at Trey Knox's stats, okay? Trey Knox's stats during his time at Arkansas. His best receiving year came 2019 to 2020 season, the 19 season. He had 28 catches for 385 yards and three touchdowns. 2020 happened. I don't really count that. Seven catches for 70 yards. Uh, looks like he only started six games. So maybe he battled some injury. 2021, 20 catches for 141 yards, one touchdown. Then last year, had a solid season. I mean, not, not great, not as good as his first season. 26 catches for 296 and five touchdowns. Averages 24.7 yards per game. So, you know, guys, I, I like Trey Knox's size. And I think he has the ability to be a offense, but I don't think Trey Knox is a perfect player. And we'll talk a lot about this when we get into our position unit previews and we're talking, you know, the tight end position, right? When we get to that position unit. I mean, I think Trey Knox, like, here's the thing. Trey Knox is a player where I think fans look at him and they get lost in like, he's just a physically imposing player. But is he a 1,000-yard receiving tight end? He's not Hayden Hurst. I don't see him that way. He's not a Jared Cook. I, I don't see him that way. You know, I, I, I'll actually pose this to you guys. Let's see here. <clears throat> I'm really curious. Let's see. Okay. Jaheim Bell last year had 25 catches for 231 yards. Okay. He had 73 rushes for 261. So Jaheim Bell had 492 yards from scrimmage and five touchdowns. My question to you is this, because everybody's convinced that Trey Knox is an upgrade from what you had from Jaheim Bell. And, hey, listen, stand on business. The way the Bell thing ended, guys, I don't like it any more than you do. But I simply pose the question. Over, under... 492. Does Trey Knox have over or under 492 yards from scrimmage this season? I'll take it a step further. Five touchdowns. Over, under, five touchdowns. Does Trey Knox have over or under five touchdowns? Because I've heard a lot this offseason that He's a massive upgrade. And I wonder, are people speaking because they've got bias against Jaheim Bell because of the way things ended? Or do they actually believe he's a better player? Guys, I like Trey Knox a lot. I like the potential of Trey Knox. But the reality of Trey Knox is this. He has not caught a touchdown against a Power 5 opponent since 2021. October of 2021, to be exact. So, I don't think it's a no-brainer that Trey Knox is some all-SEC caliber tight end. I don't think it's a no-brainer that Trey Knox is, is going to take the SEC by storm. Now, you would think with Dabble Loggins, his position coach in Fayetteville, you would think now with him at OC, he's going to be dialing things up for Trey Knox. And we loved what we saw from Trey Knox in the spring game. Granted, it was a spring 
game. But I don't know if it's as much a no-brainer that Trey Knox is some massive upgrade over Jaheim Bell as some are maybe insinuating. And again, this kind of goes back to, why is Carolina being slept on? Why are we being disrespected? Well, guys, when you look at the transfer portal, people don't see, I mean, they, they look at Trey Knox, okay player. Joshua Simon, Western Kentucky. No pickups at the running back position. Jotius Gear, Syracuse, right? Jerron Willis at linebacker, okay, didn't really play. Ole Miss defensive guy. What they see is, okay, you didn't really pick up any game changers, but you lost Jaheim Bell, you lost Marshawn Lloyd, and you lost Jordan Birch, and you lost Gilbert Edmond. Those are four SEC caliber starters who played significant snaps for South Carolina last year. That's why you're being doubted going into this season. That's why everybody's saying the transfer portal killed South Carolina this cycle. And we'll see. It might turn out that's not the case. If the guys who left don't pan out and the guys South Carolina brought in are better fits and work out better, that may not be the case. But that's the national perception. That's the national view. Because I tell you this, if those guys, if that, let's just go that trio. Let's go actually the four. If those four guys, if Bell, Lloyd, Birch, and Edmund are all back, I think the perception of Carolina guys, I wouldn't be surprised if the win total in Vegas is in a whole in the higher. I would not be surprised at all if it's a whole win higher. And I think what's funny, the, you know, and I'm going to just, just say it as is, the hypocrisy of fans, the hypocrisy of fans to at this same point last year, be touted all four that left, especially the three in Lloyd, Bell, and Birch, to be touting all three as they're great players and this, that. I mean, God, Jaheim Bell, you thought he was going to win the Heisman at this point last year. And now because they've transferred, they all suck. It's hypocrisy, man. It's hypocrisy. It's flat-out hypocrisy. And so you have to factor in what you lost. I'm guys, I'm I, listen, listen, I'm gonna just tell you right now. I to conclude really enjoying these, by the way. I, I don't know if you guys are. I'm really enjoying them. I love learning about the other teams. But I'm so pumped to get into the predictions, the projections, talking about special teams getting into the nitty-gritty because I'm going to have some takes about this 2023 football season. I do every single year that make people feel good, make people feel bad, make people feel in between. You know, I've always got takes. I mean, it's it's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, right? And that's the way I look at social media, way I look at everything. It's like when you do what I do and you give thousands of takes, it's not a matter of if you're going to have a take that sets somebody off or gets people going. It's just when. Which take is it going to be, right? Let's see. Austin Hicks. But what I was going to say, though, is that, and I'm sitting here reading the comments as I'm talking, the same thing's going to happen over the 2023 football season. Because, guys, I'll tell you this, there's some real holes and question marks on this South Carolina team. And, again, you can shit on Marshawn Lloyd all you want to, but I would, I would, I'd give anything to have him back. I, I would give anything to have Marshawn Lloyd back. You can, I, listen, I, I'm not a huge fan of Jaheim Bell. I don't love the way he exited. I, I wish he had never, like, I, I, I would have rather these. I were talking this time last year that he was the Swiss Army knife. He can do it all. He's one of the best players in the SEC. And now they're saying he stinks. So, you know, all we got is all we need. And I think South Carolina, because of their culture and what they're building in the building, they're better off without him because he didn't want to be there. But, that's a real that's a real issue now. Who do you, who who replaces the production? And I see Hunter Johnson in the comments. How many games did those four players take over to help win last year? He says, I'll answer. Zero. They didn't do shit all year, not because they transferred. Their hype didn't translate. 
All Lloyd did was run on Charlotte, and who couldn't do that? He says, you're wrong. Neither one of them produced in their tenure at Carolina. Bell had one good game against UNC. Hunter, I'm just reading the stats off to you, my friend. 497 receiving yards in 2021, 231 last year, 537 from scrimmage in 2021, 492 last year, five touchdowns in 2021, five touchdowns in 2022. I'm just reading the stats off to you, my guy. Whether you think they were overhyped, underhyped, they were also part of a really, really bad offensive system. I know you'd probably even agree with that. They were part of a really bad offensive system. But so let me ask you this, though. Let me say this, Hunter. Let me ask you this, Hunter. I would just say this. Okay, they underachieved. Fine. But does South Carolina have more just raw talent than a Jaheim Bell? Do they have a more they do they have a running back who's got more raw talent than Marshawn Lloyd? The answer, by the way, to that one's no. That's a resounding no. There's nobody on this roster at the running back position that's even close. I'm sorry. It, it, you want to talk about he couldn't stay healthy? Fine. But there's not a running back on this. Like, there's not an SEC caliber running back on this roster. Juju McDowell is a nice scat back, but that's literally it. Okay. Anyways, um, you know, Jordan Birch is a guy. Listen, we we look at him, and I, I said it last year for the season. It was, a, it was a huge season for Jordan Birch because if he didn't pan out, he was going to be labeled somewhat of a bust, and people just freaked out about that. wasn't even that crazy of a take. But when people see Jordan Birch left, they see, hey, five-star Jordan Birch left. That's what they see. That's what they see. Hunter Johnson, I, I just I disagree that raw talent never showed in three years. I, I completely disagree. Jaheim Bell had flashes. Marshawn Lloyd had flashes. My friend, if they didn't have flashes, the hype around them wouldn't have been what it was. It did show. It, it, it absolutely did show. You cannot sit here and say it didn't show. You cannot say it didn't show at all. I understand it's a popular thing right now to drag these guys through the mud. I, and I, I'm even someone that, listen, you don't think I was pissed when Jaheim Bell left? I literally went on record and was like, hey, stand on business. Don't think about coming back now. Don't think about coming back now. I don't disagree with you that Jaheim Bell didn't meet expectations. But, I mean, you look at the last four games. He ran 16 times for 56 yards against Vandy, three catches for 27 yards. He ran 12 times for 30 yards against Florida, two for six catches. Nobody did anything in that game. Against Tennessee, hey, against Tennessee, you want to talk about what did Jaheim Bell do? He ran the ball 17 times for 82 yards, 4.8 yards per carry, five catches for 39 yards, and two touchdowns in that game. So you cannot sit here and tell me Jaheim Bell didn't do anything. Against Clemson, nine carries for 29 yards, a touchdown, two uh Two catches for two yards. Nothing crazy there, but I mean, you can't say he never had an impact. I'm also getting confused, though, because I'm looking at his stats here. Where are these other... Okay, two, yeah, okay. Two... two uh, Okay, so we had okay. He had three rushing touchdowns last year. I, I was like, where do the other touchdowns go? Okay, okay. He had a rushing touchdown at Arkansas against South Carolina State and against Clemson, and then he had two receiving touchdowns against Tennessee. I'm not listen. I'm not disagreeing with you, Hunter, that the guy didn't live up to the expectations because the expectations were huge. They were huge. They were huge. But. I don't know. We'll, we'll see if South Carolina can fill those holes. I like the carry-on joiner a lot, man. I see your comment about the carry-on joiner. Like I said, I'm excited to get into this and dive into this because I've got thoughts on what's going on. I've got thoughts on this football season. And I'm going to tell you guys, spoiler, I ain't picking this team to win 10 games. This ain't a 10-win team. It's not that type of team. I don't think you guys think it is. But I'm just saying, like, when people who aren't Gamecock people look – at this football team, they see South Carolina lost four SEC caliber starters. Who did they replace them with? Who did they replace them with? 
Arkansas fans might say the same thing, Hunter, that you say about Jaheim Bell because his numbers weren't crazy either at Arkansas. Ethan says, I think Arkansas football is very similar to South Carolina. may have similar styles and records as well. The difference is I wish we had the running game that they will have with Rocket Sanders. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, that's Rocket Sanders is a hell of a player, man. Hell of a player. Let's see. Spur Daddy says, Knox is now playing an offense that passes the ball more than running. Arkansas is a run-first team with a running quarterback. His stats will triple this year with Spencer as his quarterback. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. Jeff Gullich said, under on the yards and over on the touchdowns. Going to be big in the red zone. I could see that as well. Ryan Vincent says, much better position to get the ball with the new offense, if there's a good combo running and throwing, not hoping something works. Yeah. Davil Loggins, big year. Michael Lynn said it's going to be over in every category. Michael Lynn also says Rat is going to go to Knox a lot. You'd think so. Bruin Nation says seven and five this season. What do y'all think? Y'all agree with Bruin Nation? Seven and five for the Gamecocks in 2023? Madison Duncan, thank you. This hat is super dope for sure. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Jeff Gulledge, Chris, would you, would you be okay with losing Spencer to the pros to have had Lloyd still on the team, not saying that was the reason he left? I mean, that's definitely not the reason he left, Jeff. That makes, that makes no sense. Why would you not want to come back and play with Spencer Rattler? I guess the only reason is you want to go play with Caleb Williams instead. Um, I mean, I wouldn't change anything, Jeff. I mean, everything happens for a reason. I'd much rather have the quarterback than the running back, but, um, it's just, you know, it's weird. You know, I, I, that, that tweet this morning from, uh, Mike Farrell really just made me think, man. And I posted it obviously in a graphic, but when he said, which, which player, <clears throat> which player hitting the portal, like hurt your soul. And, you know, I just I just said Marshawn Lloyd. That was that was the one that like just made no sense. And still to this day, we didn't get a clear cut answer of why he left. We didn't. That's the shitty thing about the portal. You you don't know. You know what I mean? You just don't know. Um, let's see. I agree with this, Michael Lenny says our focus needs to be the offensive line. If you block for the carry on Joyner and Juju, we got playmakers. I, I will say. Offensive line does actually concern me much more than who's playing running back. I will tell you that. Because it don't matter who's back there. If you don't have blocking, it doesn't mean a whole lot. And Carolina right now, as it looks right now, that is a huge question mark. No, no doubt. Michael, you hit the nail on the head, my friend. Hunter Johnson, I think if Rattler goes down at any point, Sellers could step right in and do the same thing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hunter, 
I think that comment is a disrespect to Spencer Rattler. I really do. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think Lenora Sellers is going to be a fantastic player, and he's the quarterback of the future. The key word is the future. If Spencer Rattler goes down, and obviously knock on wood, he won't. If that happened, if listen to me. If you take Spencer Rattler off this football team, this is a fringe bowl team. There's no doubt. Don't get it twisted. This is a fringe bowl team. This is a team fighting to get the six wins. This is a team similar to year one of Shane Beamer, if you don't have Spencer Rattler. Flat out. Flat out. I would be willing to say this team probably doesn't make a bowl game if it doesn't have Spencer Rattler on the roster. That's no knock against Lenora Sellers, but he's a true freshman, man. He's a true freshman. And so to say that there'd be no drop-off if Spencer Rattler wasn't in there, I don't think you're giving enough credit to Spencer Rattler. I just, I really don't. I really don't, man. That's no knock on Sellers. You're going to take it that way, but it's not. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Ruben Nation says, Sellers all quarterback. Better not screw him up trying to make him a running back or receiver. I don't see that happening, Bruin Nation. I don't see that happening. Hunter Johnson, Sellers will be the starter next year. I feel for Doty. He may end up switching positions for next year. Ethan says, Marshawn was overrated. Never seemed like his heart was in there, was in it here. Hunter Johnson, save the clip, Chris. I've seen plenty of quarterbacks play the game. He's got what it takes where it matters between the ears. Hunter, I'm not telling you Lenora Sellers is not a good player. So you shouldn't want me to save the clip, Hunter, because you're incentivizing save the clip for when Spencer Rattler goes down. I hope Lenora Sellers, outside of situationally, doesn't see a snap this year. Like, if Lenora Sellers is starting games for Carolina this season, that's a problem. Like, that's a would you? How could you disagree? We should want Spencer Rattler to play every single game, all game long, because it means he's playing well. He's balling out. This is still, listen, this is still Spencer Rattler's team. And I'll say this, I'll say this. And Hunter Johnson, Spencer Rattler's not going to be here next year. Yeah, Spencer Rattler's not going to be here next year. No doubt, no doubt. So, yes, To your point, okay, if you were speaking on 2024, then I apologize. I think Lenora Sellers, I mean, I think the Gamecocks, with that offensive line, they're revamping through recruiting. Sellers can be the guy, and if he turns out to be that dude, yeah, you could still be a 7-8, maybe 9-win team next year in 2024. I'm talking about this year, though. I thought you, if, if you weren't referring to this year, I apologize. But... To the point of that, man, I mean, I I said it a lot last summer, and I put a lot of it on Spencer Rattler last summer. Guys, I could argue to you there's even more pressure on Rattler this time around because I said it last summer. South Carolina will go as far as seven takes them, which, you know what's funny about that, actually turned out to not be all that true because, well, you know what, let me think back. I guess maybe you could say it was true. Maybe you could say it was true. Because those last two games, obviously, they were the Spencer Rattler show. And before that, he was terribly inconsistent. And South Carolina, as a team, was terribly inconsistent. I'm trying to think. What were his, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's it's insane. Like, guys, listen to this. Listen to this. It's crazy. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. When you think about Rattler last year, guys, I mean, it's wild. It's, it's, it's wild. I'm just looking at his numbers from last season. One touchdown, two picks against Georgia State. One and one against Arkansas. 
No TDs, two picks against Georgia. Zero and zero against Charlotte. Two touchdowns, two picks against SC State. One touchdown, one pick against Kentucky. Guys, I was thinking about like, I mean, Kentucky, he went 14 to 19 for 177 yards. Against Texas A&M, Gamecocks win that game, right? 12 for 25 for 168 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Against Mizzou, 20 for 30, 171, no touchdowns, interception. Against Vandy, 18 to 26 for 200, three touchdowns, no picks. Florida, he goes 18 for 26 again for 145. No TDs, no picks. <laughs> I mean, bro, Spencer Rattler was terrible up until the last three games. Tennessee, all of a sudden, 30 of 37, 438, six touchdowns, no picks. Clemson, he goes 25 of 39, 360, two TDs, and those two interceptions. Notre Dame, 29 of 46, 246, two touchdowns. And an interception. So, I mean, it's just like, I don't know, man. I, You know, when it comes to Rattler and what you expect out of him, it's, it's, I think it is far from a given that Spencer Rattler is, is going to be like some all SEC quarterback. It's far from a given, man. And I, I think what we're all banking on, again, I think we're all banking on that, Marcus Satterfield truly was the issue. And guys, I think he was a lot of the issue. I think he was the majority of the issue. I think that the offensive scheme, the offensive play calling was just truly abysmal. And when they took it out of his hands, a.k.a. the last two games of the season, you saw what happened. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's the goal, obviously, and the hope is that you get more of the last two games, Rattler than you do the first 10 games. But to the point of, again, there's more pressure on him because now, now, I mean, it's hard to think your rush offense could be worse. But guys, how, let me ask you this. Realistically, just take a moment. Take a moment. How could it be better? Really, truly, genuinely. Like, let me ask you this. What points to, what signs point to the rushing offense will improve this year. Last year, you had 136 starts or 132 starts, and you had three starting offensive linemen back. Okay? This year, you have 86 starts, two starting offensive linebacks, and Jalen Nichols is probably out for the season. Last year, you had Marshawn Lloyd, Christian Beal Smith, Juju McDowell as your three-headed monster. Now, all you have is Juju. You got DeCabrion Joyner, who's going to try to make it work. He's been playing wide receiver for a couple of years. He's sliding to running back. You got Mario Anderson, a D2 transfer. You got Dontavious Braswell, a true freshman. I'm just simply asking a question. Like, what do you point to that makes you feel better that the rushing attack will be better? I'd like, I don't, unfortunately, I don't think there's anything concrete you can point to that says, I know without a doubt the rush offense is going to surprise and it's going to be better. And what's crazy is that you think to yourself, well, how can it be worse? How can it be worse? Because it was so bad last year, man. It was so, it was so freaking bad last year. I mean, the rushing offense was terrible, man. Carolina ranked outside of the top 100. Bruin Nation says, Chris, find some joy. I got plenty of joy, Bruin Nation. It brings me joy to inject truth serum. Bruin Nation, I'm just getting you ready for what's coming next month, my guy, because I'm going to lock in some predictions, damn it. I'm going to lock in some predictions. You know I'm going to piss somebody off, Bruin Nation. I'm going to have a pick that pisses somebody off. You best believe it. I look forward to it. At this point, Bruin Nation... I look forward to pissing off Gamecock fans. I, I look forward to it almost at this point. Pissing off the Gamecock fans who don't realize the beauties in the banter and who cannot have constructive conversation. I look forward to pissing those people off. And Hunter Johnson, you don't know what my record's going to be. Hunter Johnson said Chris is going to say 7-5. and five. Dude, I picked 9-3 and three in January. 
I picked nine and three in January, my way too early predictions. So, I mean, I'll tell you this, Hunter Johnson. I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and act like, you know, oh, I could pick four and eight. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I think the realistic range of possibilities for South Carolina, it falls somewhere between six and six and nine and three, realistically, right? I think the range is probably in there. I'd be surprised if Carolina went less than six wins. I'd be very surprised. And I'll tell you this, Hunter Johnson, if Carolina wins more than nine, Shane, even if they just win nine, if Carolina wins nine or more, Shane Beamer, I'm not even joking, he should realistically be considered coach of the year in the SEC. Truly. Truly. So anyways, no, my, you know, I, maybe I misspoke, Ruination. My, my goal is not to piss off people. But I'm certainly not the warm and fuzzy prediction guy. We all know that. But I will say this. Hey, I will say this. And I'm not a big pat myself on the back for record predictions type of guy. But 2021, I picked six and six, three and five in the SEC. The Gamecocks finished six and six, three and five in the SEC. Last year, I picked eight and four, four and four in the SEC. With a win over Clemson, might I add you. What did South Carolina finish? Eight and four, four and four in the SEC with a win over Clemson. So I feel like I've got a pretty good feel on this thing. I'm going, I'm, I'm shooting for three for three. I feel like I've got a decent feel on this thing. I do. I feel like I got a decent feel. I don't know what pisses people off, though, Bruin Nation, more. The predictions or the position unit grades. that Those, those really get under people's skin. And there's going to be some, listen, there's going to be some grades this year that are, that are just going to make people feel uncomfortable. I mean, you know it. You know it. And you know which position units I'm talking about. I don't think I've ever given a position unit an F in my years of doing the, the position unit previous. I don't think I've ever picked an F. I tell you what, though, there's a couple of position units you could, you could realistically say it's an F. I'm, I'm not even joking. I feel like that's too harsh, but you, you could. You could argue it. Could you not? I think you could. Anyways, I'm not trying to spoil anything, guys, because that'll all come starting in the beginning of July, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, realistically, and I, and I don't, again, I don't sit here and say my predictions are gold. I could be dead wrong. I hope Carolina goes 15-0 and and wins the national title. We all do. But, uh, you know, I'll lock in picks, predictions, and it's one of the fun parts, and I'll lock in predictions for the entire SEC, and, you know, we'll go from there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think realistically the Gamecocks are floating around between that six-win to nine-win range. I think that's fair for South Carolina. Um, you know, I think a lot of this season depends on what version of Spencer Rattler they're getting. Again, we will have more commentary on that as we get closer to the season, right? So, and I'll tell you this, Bruin Nation, I don't think my predictions actually last year pissed people off all that much. I mean, you pick your team to go eight and four, right? There's not going to be a lot of people that get all that upset, right? But... You know, if if let's just say if if you're if you're I mean, how many Gamecock people are there out there actually giving game by game predictions that are like notable? Not many. I mean, there's the Spurs up show, and then I I don't really know if anybody else because nobody nobody wants to call wins and losses, right? Nobody wants to call wins and losses. You know, most of the other entities are so garnet glasses. Like, why well, I, I just. I can't pick my team to lose, man. It just hurts. I, I can't do it. I could never pick a Gamecocks loss. It's like, okay, well, then let's leave the prediction making to the people that can do that. But so, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, if if I were to go out there and let's just say pick five and seven for this season, even if I genuinely feel that's what's going to happen, and even if it turned out to be right, Ruin Nation, everybody else, you know it as well as I do. I'd be labeled negative. I'd be labeled toxic. I'd be labeled a pariah to South Carolina athletics. I'd be labeled a, 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 a you know, just a toxin to South Carolina football. I mean, I, I'd be, I'd be called everything under the sun and more and more, just based off of that. 
So I haven't really caught a ton of hell because, again, I mean, I remember when I picked uh, three and seven in 2020. You know, that, that I, I think back like my history of predictions. I think 2000, I didn't drop predictions in 2017, I don't think. If I did, I just don't remember what they were. 2018, though, I picked, I want to say eight and four, or even nine and three. 2019, I picked seven and five. 2020, I picked three and seven, which that got pushed back, right? That did. That got pushed back for sure. And Caroline ended up going two and eight, ironically enough. And I actually predicted in 2020 that we would get to the bye week and Will Muschamp would be fired. I was damn close that year. 2021 didn't get a lot of pushback because I went six and six. And I mean, I think making a bowl game in year one of Beamer. Um, bowl game year one of Beamer was a success. And the last year I went eight wins, which was a huge success. So, I mean, I haven't gotten pushback a lot in predictions. And I'm sure if I picked nine and three or 12 and oh this year, I'd, I'd be beloved. You know what I mean? But no, nah, I'm, you know, I, I, guys, I don't know what my predictions are going to be. I have no idea. Um, I don't know what my predictions are going to be. I, you know, I'll sit down and make those. And, you know, I, I don't know. And I, I think there is a path to South Carolina being a surprise team in the SEC this year and overachieving yet again under Beamer and the Shane Beamer effect, Beamer ball to the moon, if you will. But, um, you know, there's just like every other season, right? There's question marks. And that's what makes it fun. We don't know. We have no idea. Speaking of game by game, are you doing SEC pick'em games on Fridays or just sticking with the Gamecocks prediction? So, Jeff, before I have done um, the SEC gambling picks on Wednesdays, okay? So I've done gambling picks on Wednesdays. So I'm not sure if that's what you're referring to. Um, I think SEC game picks would be really fun. Um, so maybe I'll incorporate that in. You know, I, it's it's you know, Jeff, it's really interesting. I'm just so glad you bring this up, Jeff, because with the way that we are producing content now, you know, I've always thought in terms of scheduling out content based off of, you know, the podcast, like thinking about the podcast, if you will. Well, now that we've we've broken down the barrier between the Daily Crow, the podcast, what have you, and the way that we're distributing content now, um, things are going to be a little bit different. There's going to be a lot of similarities, but things are going to be a little bit different in regards to you know, our segments, when they're coming, what we're doing, what we're discussing, because there's going to be a balance, right, between scheduled content or weekly content along with breaking news, topics that come about, things that happen. So just stay tuned. But I, I think giving picks for all the SEC games could be a lot of fun. Uh, Austin Gregory says, great question here by Austin Gregory. What's the update on the TSUS store gift cards? Yes, I am talking to my dudes as we revamp the store. I do believe that's something, Austin, that we will be able to do. I believe that is something we'll be able to do. So just stay tuned for that, like I mentioned. But, uh, yeah, so let's see. My guy Chase in the Big Cock Club Discord said he's going to – Chris is going to go find some joy for the third hour. My question was this. What, what happens first? I find some joy or we find a running game? So. Ponder that, why don't you? Jeff Gola, just what I was thinking. With three hours, you could add Chris's hot picks. Name could change later. No, I mean, Jeff, that's a great point. That is a great point. I think that would be great content, too. And obviously, I don't think it's a secret, guys. I mean, I'm trying to expand out into you know, talking a little bit more SEC, right, versus just being South Carolina, you know, talking the entire conference. I think giving picks for all the games, Jeff, I think would be great, right? So, you know, that is a great point by you because I'm even thinking, Jeff, like when do I want to lock in my prediction for the game uh, when I do, you know, the, the, the weekly content, if you will? I don't know. That, that might happen on Thursdays. I, I don't know. That's a great question, Jeff. It's a great question. I don't know. I've got time to plan that. That's the good news. I've got time to plan that. Um, Luke RJ comments. Hey, Chris, have y'all talked about G.G. Jackson in the NBA draft tonight? Where is he projected to get drafted? Apparently, Austin Gregory says that second round is when he's projected to go. His stock has fallen a lot. Mm. 
Interesting. I did not know that. Let's see. Austin Hicks, why do you think we're struggling so much in the portal, especially at running back? Who wouldn't want to get a starting spot? I've seen other schools get like three. Well, Austin, I say this. You can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it as the first way is saying that Carolina is 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 just struggling to find a running back. What's going on? They're struggling. I mean, the other way you could look at it and say there's nobody out there that they feel like is better than who they have. So maybe Dontavious Braswell, they feel like, hey, he's going to be a breakout player for us. Maybe Mario Anderson's really that dude. Maybe the carry-on joiner at running back is going to be like the surprise of the SEC. Maybe Juju McDowell, the way they use him, he's going to be, you know, an all-SEC caliber player. Like, I, I guess, Austin, you can look at it both ways. And that's the beauty, I guess, and the fun part is we're just not going to know. We're not going to know until, until kickoff. We just won't know, right? So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm surprised that South Carolina didn't pick up anybody at running back. That, that, that honestly stuns me, to be honest with you. Austin, what's the worst call you've ever received on the show? That's a great question, Austin. You know, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a cop-out answer and say none of them because I appreciate everyone that calls into this show. Even if it's a troll account or even if it's people trolling, um, I appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate people engaging, conversating, interacting. Brendan M says, I feel like Chris Phillips owes us a four-hour TDC tomorrow. <laughs> Be like Paul Feinbaum. You never know, Brendan. I could surprise you with a four-hour TDC. Um, let's see. Good God. Hunter Johnson says, all BS aside, this team can go far. Georgia will have some players in jail when we play them. And that'll be our test early on. <laughs> so you're banking on the entire team being arrested for South Carolina to have a chance in that one. Love it. Love it. Michael Lynn says they believe in the carry-on joiner. That's why they didn't sign anyone. I hear you. I mean, hey, Michael, that, listen, in all seriousness, that would be such an incredible story, Michael. There's not a Gamecock fan out there that doesn't want to see that happen. Not a Gamecock fan out there who does not want to see that happen. That would be such, such an... It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Incredible story, my friend. Who wouldn't love to see that? I mean, truly, genuinely, who would not love to see that? Um, let's see. Austin says, GG's have projected to be selected by the Hornets, 39th. Pacers via Rockets, 32nd. Nuggets, 37th. Or Hornets, 39th, according to the most popular mock. So, 32nd to 39th, his range. That's cra- that's crazy, man. He's falling that far. That's wild. That is wild. But, you know, wishing the best. So, it, so Austin, let me ask you this. What picks are tonight? Like, will that happen tonight? Or is it like tonight just the first round? Or just the entire draft happen tonight? Does the entire draft take place tonight? Hmm. Frank said this year would have been a good time to play Georgia at home. You know, maybe so. Austin, Twitter will know the picks before anyone. That's why it isn't as big as the NFL. How is that the case, Austin? How were they able to do that?
Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Guys, I appreciate you all tuning in again. Thank you all so much for rolling with the punches in case you missed it at the top of the show. Um, one of my dogs chewed up the cord to my headphones. Um, <laughs> so, which is all good. It's fine. No big deal. Ordered some new headphones this morning. We'll get them on Saturday. So we'll have this fixed by next week. But uh, yeah, <laughs> just hilarious for sure. Um, anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Be sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit the bell icon as well so you get notifications uh, of when we go live, when we drop new video content. Also, hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts and check us out there. I um, want to say thank you to John Neighbors of Locked On Razorbacks for coming on the show and talking Arkansas football. And thank you to all of you for engaging, for asking questions. I thought the conversation was great today, honestly. I thought the conversation was great. I'm looking forward to more of it, guys, and I can't say thank you enough. Again, back to a normal three-hour show tomorrow. Excited for that, and we'll go into the weekend in style. Until then, guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.